1: That's 800 943 2153. Live from San Francisco on the Sports
2: Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
0: Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: How's it going, everybody?
3: Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday. Noon Pacific, three Eastern, Sunday three Pacific, six Eastern. Well, it's Friday here on the show, and we got a lot to talk about here today. Not the least of which is uh, yesterday. If you didn't hear the show yesterday, we do have a new stipulation for Battle in the Valley tomorrow. As uh, in the middle of the show, we had a back and forth with eddie kingston and jay white and uh both of them agreed that tomorrow it is essentially loser leaves new japan jay white loses he can never wrestle for new japan again actually i don't know if that was the exact stipulation but he's gone from new japan and uh and i guess if eddie kingston loses he can no longer wrestle anybody anywhere from new japan without permission from jay white so that stipulation is official after yesterday. And uh, that does mean that uh, we don't have either guy on the show here today. So uh, fear not, Hammerstone will be on the show in the final segment. We'll talk to him about all sorts of different topics. I never let you down. I always have a guest. My main man, Hammerstone's going to be on the show today. So that's going to be fun. We have the lineup for the Battle in the Valley show. We have the lineup for the WWE Elimination Chamber show tomorrow. Who's going to win all these matches? talk about that here today we have also got two things two things i really want to talk about today one will not take long one is going to take a little longer one of them is the uh, the story of you'll never guess vince mcmahon wants to sell wwe that news came out on friday huh and uh, also i want to say a little bit about the the dynamite ratings and what they mean to me. So uh, then we've got the rest of the news as well. And uh, if you want to text us here today, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. Back in a moment, Observer
1: Live. 800-754-4531.
2: You're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yeah, we're here today, everybody. We got a lot to get into. Yesterday it was a holiday. The Day of Presidents, and so we were not here on the program, but we are here today. And so, of course, in that time, a lot has happened. We've had big stories coming out of Japan. The great Muta Muto has retired, although it was not what you think, as it turns out. And, of course, we had uh, we had the Elimination Chamber and a lot of other news. In case you've been living in a cave... Here are the results of the Elimination Chamber from uh, Saturday night. We had the Women's Elimination Chamber match, which was Carmella, Lib Morgan, Natty, Nikki Cross, and Raquel. Women, uh, the, the winner gets a shot at the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania, and it was won by Asuka, which is, in fact, who should have won this match. She uh, ended up getting the win, beating Carmella there with what they are now calling the Asuka lock, even though it's a totally different move. And match was good. Last few minutes, once Oscar got in, I would say Oscar was great. And now we're going to get Asuka challenging for the title at WrestleMania. And uh, I'm all down with that. Then we had Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Now, I had to do some predictions for this show. And I predicted that this match was going to go to some sort of disputed finish. Because I apparently foolishly thought... That they were going to run this thing back at WrestleMania in some sort of big stipulation match. As it turns out, Lashley, after a four minute banger, put Brock Lesnar in the hurt lock. Brock Lesnar did the old Ric Flair mule kick to escape. For the disqualification, we got our disputed finish. But now, that was like the end of this feud. Because now, apparently, Brock Lesnar will be facing Omos at WrestleMania. And Bobby Lashley will be facing Bray Wyatt. What? Whatever. Then we had Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Judgment Day in a mixed tag match. Got 13 minutes. And match was good. Beth Phoenix and Rhea, I thought, were excellent in this match. I thought they stole the show, quite frankly. And uh, in the end, Edge got the win. Um, And now they're just running Edge and Finn Balor back again, which I I guess, you know, there had been discussions of maybe doing Hell in a Cell. They're going to do some sort of stipulation match, but clearly they did not want Rhea Ripley to beat Beth Phoenix. They didn't want Beth Phoenix to beat Rhea Ripley leading into WrestleMania. And so what was left was Edge beating Finn Balor, to lead to Finn Balor just coming out last night to give him some double foot stomps and cost him the U.S. title. And now they'll do a stipulation match in Mania. We had the men's elimination chamber match, which I thought was a very good match, excellent match. Bronson Reed looked great. Damian Priest always looks good. They let Johnny Gargano shine. Montez Ford, they, they pushed him as a future single star. Seth Rollins was in there till the very end when he got screwed by Logan Paul. And in the end, Austin Theory, who was the least impressive man in the match, he retained the United States title. And now he will go on to face John Cena at WrestleMania, which uh, Dave was talking about last night. Like, what are they going to do? Is uh, is Cena going to win the U.S. title? I have figured since day one, John Cena's coming in and just put the guy over. Because they want to get this guy to the next level. I don't know if that would be my call after this particular match, but we'll see what happens. And then, yes, in the main event, it was Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And I did a bunch of polls on Twitter. I did polls for the, uh, the Twitter plebeians. I did polls for my super followers. In both cases, everybody expected Roman Reigns to win. It was like 80-20 or 70-30. And in the end, he did win. And I had expected that. But I watched the SmackDown show. I watched this match. I watched the crowd reactions for both. I've looked at the quarter hours for Sami Zayn. When this match was over, I thought, you know what? This was the wrong call. Roman Reigns should have lost to Sami Zayn in Montreal. There's a million things you could do to get it back on Roman either before WrestleMania, or do a three-way, or have Cody beat whoever, whatever. But they did not do that. And more surprising to me, because I didn't expect him to do it, was when it was over, I mean, they really didn't give Montreal a lot. They did not give them the big hug with, with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin ran down, he cleared the ring, but then he just left. And the fans... They sat there and and Kevin kept walking and they're waiting for the guy to turn around and Sammy Zayn's just doing the saddest face he could possibly give and and then the show went off the air, so not what I expected. Is it the end of the world? No, it's not the end of the world. Could you have done it? Of course you could do it. But uh you know I'll probably talk about it today even though I don't want to. What did you think of this show, Mike?
5: You just really want to get into talking about what you want to talk about, don't
3: you? Dude, you know what? I don't want to talk about Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn in the finish. I've been talking about it for days. I mean, all I will say, and I swear to God I'll keep this to 30 seconds or left, is that a lot of fans have created a bunch of rules of wrestling in a sport where, you know what, there are no rules. Like, it's fake. You can do whatever you want. There are not these hard and fast rules there's a lot of ways you can do it and there are in fact a lot of day there are a lot of ways that you could have gone where Sami Zayn could have won in Montreal and anybody telling me that you can't because of this rule or that rule I don't know what to tell you brother it's fake you can do whatever you want and you could have had the guy win and it wouldn't have been a problem. look at that 20 seconds. <laughs>
5: And I agree that you could have done that, and it would not have you know, really hurt my feelings at all. I am in the camp of I think they did the right thing with Cody Rhodes leading to that story and him being the one to end it for Roman. And to me, it comes down to, okay, now where do you go with the story? How do you treat Sammy? They still had a lot more story to go, obviously, because as we'll talk about when it comes to Raw we still don't have all the ends tied up with the bloodline and with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's relationship. So obviously we have six weeks to WrestleMania. We're going to see that continue to play itself out. Bottom line is, is no matter whether Sami you thought was the choice or no matter whether you thought Cody was the choice, the bottom line to me is after WrestleMania, Sami Zayn better remain strong. Cody Rhodes, I don't think there's going to be an issue there. But Sami... And Kevin Owens, the Usos, those guys still need to remain strong because you can have Cody win now, but if you push him in a weak way, if you push him in a way that you've pushed other champions, babyface champions after WrestleMania, I mean, sure, you could have belted up Sammy. Who's to say that they wouldn't have wanted to do to him what they did to Rey Mysterio or what they did to Brian Danielson or what they did to whoever? So... It's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I'm okay with what they've done because of them. Again, everything broke right to me for Cody to be that guy, but they did catch on something with Sammy. So you want to continue. Yes, you've disappointed some fans that will swear that they'll never watch again. But if you continue to put Sammy in a light where he's to be taken seriously and all that mousetrap stuff with Johnny Knoxville is all gone now, then it means something. We've seen how Lazarus-like Bobby Lashley has been. We've seen what they've done with other people that WWE fans believe in, continue to give them a reason to believe in Sammy, and he might be the one to take the title off of Cody, if not get more revenge down the line on Roman. So I'm completely okay with this, but I do understand that there were people that wanted Sammy to win. I just think it was better the way they did it.
3: I am going to try to not read the chat during the break here so that I don't have to uh, talk about this anymore because we got a lot of news to get into. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: It's like a drug, bro. What's
5: up? It's like a there, drug. This
3: this chat.
5: You tied off and went in. God. Chase that dragon. It ain't gonna happen. Never. Happened. You know what's
3: funny about all this? I, like, God, I don't want to talk about it. But it's my job, isn't it, to talk?
5: Well, there's uh, different ways to talk about this, you know.
3: Guys, there's nothing magical about 900 days. Do you guys understand? There's nothing magical about it. It's cool. Like, if if there was no Sami Zayn, okay, and Roman Reigns was champion for 900 days, and at WrestleMania, Cody walked in and beat him and ended a 900-day streak... That's awesome. Okay. It's cool that you had a guy champion for 900 days and he lost the title on the big, but you know what? There's nothing magical about it. And what's funny is like Sammy lost in Montreal and is it the end of the world? No. And the people that think that he should have lost are like, well, you know, he didn't have to win. He got all of this stuff and he got this moment and all that. And as long as they, you know, continue to push him in a, as a, as a, you know, main event or close to main event town, he's going to be fine. They all say that. But at the same time they're like, you know, if Cody doesn't end that nine hundred days, he's sunk.
5: Wait a like, second, if Wait he a second. only time beats him out, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude. You snarkily threw words back in my face that I said without snark to do something like that. Look, I'm not saying that Sami Zayn could not have won, but with the story that they're telling, it was again, it was a very good chapter. It probably turned out much better than they could have possibly ex- expected it to do but it was still going towards Cody. So it's not, as you said, the end of the world. It's just not. And everybody whipping themselves into a frenzy, frankly, on both sides of this are ridiculous.
3: But my point, Mike, is you're right. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, okay? But this idea that if Sammy had won, if you had finished off the Sammy Roman story, with Sammy beating Roman for the title in Montreal, like somehow that's going to ruin this Cody thing, and that's not the case. Like my my point would what I said I about Sammy is if you I use understand. him properly and everything, he's going to be fine. It's like the exact same thing with Cody. If Cody beats Roman Reigns for the title, whether Roman has been champion for nine hundred days or whether he won it back two weeks prior, if Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania and wins the titles and they push Cody as the face of the company and they give him great opponents and great storylines it doesn't matter whether he like broke a 900 day streak
5: you're right like, but in the their most famous story, streak Brian, in their story the 900 does mean something and the bloodlines on both sides does mean something so in their story which has been told pretty well It fits. And that's why, again, everything that you're saying is correct, but that doesn't mean that everything that they've done so far is now incorrect because they didn't belt Sammy. Who's to say, just like you, who's to say that if they do put the belt on Sammy, that that wouldn't have been it? That, okay, then something bad happens. Their bad booking takes back over again. How they view people. Look, you're, what you're saying, I get it with the hypotheticals, but they work on both sides.
3: Well, of course they do. Of course they do. My issue is not that he didn't win the title. My issue is this is going to be ruinous if he wins the title. It's not going to be ruinous. Like it's like I said, it's cool if it, when Cody beats Roman, like now you know that's great. He, beat, he broke the guy's streak. But everything after WrestleMania is important. The crux of it is not whether he beat the streak or not. Like, the most famous streak in the history of wrestling was the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Am I wrong about that? Well, That was the most famous streak ever, right? I mean,
5: Goldberg, I, I, yeah.
3: Uh, well, you know what I I would argue that because it was so many years that probably probably the the Undertaker streak is a is a bigger deal than I, I'd Goldberg agree, streak, but because okay?
5: they also they made it mean something they made it sure. mean something. In that, a lot of people had probably won four in a row, but they made his overtime mean something the same way they are trying to. In theory, they've made this nine hundred days is important too. Again, well, in they, their they story, have it's important
3: they have made it important but at the end of the day the most famous streak in history ended because Vince showed up on the day of the show and he saw Undertaker hobbling around and he thought there's no way this guy's going to make it another year which actually is funny in hindsight. but anyway so that's what he thought he goes this is it this is his last WrestleMania therefore the streak is going to end today and it ended up going to Brock Lesnar who like there was no plan for Brock Lesnar to end the streak he just happened to be the guy that was booked with Undertaker at Wrestlemania that year and like it worked out fine in fact in fact you could argue it worked out pretty great because it put Brock at an even higher level than he was just coming out of the UFC he became like you know one of their biggest movers that they ever had but like that's how that streak ended and if the Sami Zayn, if Sami Zayn ended that streak in Montreal, it's like it's fine. If Sami Zayn ended that streak, and then in three weeks they did an angle, and Roman beat him on SmackDown, and you did the reun- the reunite angle of of Kevin and Sami on that show, and then you know people are even more angry because Roman beat him, and then Roman goes on and he loses the title to Cody, and you continue on. With- it would have been fine, everybody. There's no rule saying that that would have been a disaster, that it couldn't have worked, that Cody's not going to get over because he didn't end the streak. Like, Cody's going to succeed or fail based on whether he succeeds or fails, not whether he ended the streak. That's all I'm saying. But now... I don't know. There are these rules. There have never been rules in wrestling ever anywhere in history that are now rules that for some reason people think if you break that rule, like it's all over. It's done.
5: It's finished. I got NWA rules right here. Talk about countouts and everything.
3: NWA rules. It's true. What good would it do, Sammy, to be a transitional champion, they say? Well, you know, maybe the same, you know, the same thing it did for Mick Foley when he was a transitional champion. Three times! Well... Or, you know, Eddie Guerrero or anybody else that, you know, the moment was there. They pulled the trigger. It's something people never forgot and they talk about to this day. And, yeah, they went back, but you still had the moment. You still had that moment for Mick Foley and for Eddie Guerrero and for Daniel Bryan and for others. It's okay to just make a moment for people sometimes and then go back.
5: You're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right. I do agree with that 100%. And, again, I I just have not had the emotional pull and put into this that other people have had with it. Again, I just think... No matter what happened yesterday or on Saturday, no matter what happens at Mania, there needs to be better attention paid. Again, we say this every year, better attention paid to the rest of that lineup. And it needs to dribble down where there is not just one storyline and one set of people that actually gets that level of protection and gets that level of thought and insight. It is other people because... (laughs) I don't know what you're going to do now after Bobby Lashley. Once Bray gets done with him, I have no hopes there. You're kind of running out with how much you can do with Brock Lesnar. Drew, I'd love to see Drew and Gunther. I'd love to see Seamus and Gunther. I don't need to see them in the title picture. So Sammy and Cody, two of them for sure, as well as whoever else you're going to put in that mix. You've got to take better ca- attention and better care of those guys, period. Period. Uh oh. Well, you know, there's other news. Uh oh. What did you just do? I was was going to type the. uh, I was going to type
3: something here. You know, these people are like (laughs) Brian cody and roman is the story not sammy and roman dude it's the longest running non uninterrupted storyline that they have done in years and now i'm being told that's really not the story sammy and roman's actually really not the story
5: it's just uh, happened? just
3: something they did you know just something they did on tv (laughs) when that other guy you know and listen Not one time have I ever said that you should choose Sammy over Cody as the the new face of the company. Of course it should be Cody. Of course Cody should beat Roman at WrestleMania. But, bro, to tell me that the story is Cody and Roman Reigns, even though literally Cody has been gone for eight months, came back and won the Royal Rumble, and now that's a story... How is that the story? And Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn is not the story.
5: Dude, because there, you can How? make an argument that Roman Reigns, period, full stop, is the story. And from that, we got Ray and Jimmy. Or, or we got uh, Jay and, and Roman. We got the introduction of Paul Heyman into that. We've got Solo Sokoa coming up. We have Sami Zayn's part in all of this. Kevin Owens repeatedly... So, like, the story is, in some ways, Roman Reigns is the story, and everybody else has just been sucked into that. There are pros and cons to that. I mentioned what the cons were before, in that you cannot pay all of the attention to one thing and then have the rest of the show again. I think they've been very lucky with some of the crowd reactions that some of their people have had. That's not going to last forever, so...
3: You know, WWE did a press release... Elimination Chamber had a 54% increase over Elimination Chamber last year. Largest gate in chamber history. All time event merchandise record. Highest grossing priority pass fan experience package. You know who that is, don't you? Back in a moment, Observer Live.
4: Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Oh, man. Hmm. KG Muto had his final match. It was supposed to be against against Naito. You guys remember this? That was going to be his his 18th final match. Match against Naito. You guys know what happened? I do. Yeah, Uh, I I guess old Naito didn't get the rub because they did the match, and then he won. But then... Muto did a promo, and he said, you know, Masa Chono doing commentary over there. Why don't you get in the ring? And so and so Chono got in the ring, and so, you know, then they had a match, and Chono beat him. So, man, Naito sunk. He didn't get the rub of that final win over K.G. Muto. That's, that's too bad, Mike. That's too bad.
5: You've had some lame then, ones, but that may have been the lamest of of, of your comparisons God, of, of ever. But can uh, you
3: imagine, like all that build to, to to Naito being his final challenger, and then they screw us?
5: God, well, no, brother, horrible. let me tell you something. If you ever saw Masahiro Chono and saw how cool that he was, you would accept it the same way. You don't think I've ever seen Chono?
3: Him. Of course he's cool. I didn't say he didn't accept it ever. Ever Just pointing out that Naito's sunk after that, and then Okada and uh, and Kiyomiya was the uh champion, the IW actually it was. Now, that's no the one you
5: Hawaii. okay. That's the one if you, you want to say he was and, sunk, uh, sending him to well, all Japan
3: now. Okada, Okada yeah. beat him. I know. Rainmaker, yeah. Now, you know, they're they're here's the thing so there's a lot of ways they can go with this. One way is this is just over. And like, they did this, and the idea was get Kiyomiya over by just giving him the rub of doing something with Okada and then going to this big Tokyo Dome show on the uh, on the retirement night for Mudo, and then Okada beats him, and then we all move on with our lives. That that That's one way this could go. The other way, obviously, is that Okada beat the Noah, the champion of Noah, in a non-title match. And so, in theory, you know, they should have a match for the GHC title. And then they could do that match, and Okada could put the guy over. You could do that. I don't know if New Japan is going to do that, but it is something that you could do. You could have also done the other way where, you know, Kiyomiya, if it were me because of the way that the storyline was set up, I would have had Kiyomiya beat him here. And then Kiyomiya goes for an IWGP championship match, and Okada beats him in that match. But you could go the other way, or it could just be over. I guess we'll wait and see.
5: I don't think it's over. I think we're going to have a pretty incestuous year across companies, and it looks as if Kento Miyahara, who has been left out of all this top man conversation, has now called out Miyahara. So, you know, if you have... You know, Kiyomiya and Miyahara as a match. I think that would be a pretty good one too. Could we end up with one of those guys in G1? That's a possibility. There's a lot of different ways you could go with this this year for your New Japan.
3: Well, I suppose we should talk about RAW here very quickly. Oh, but it was Sami Zayn coming out, and they did the big deal where he soaked in the cheers, and then he explained to everybody that, you know, the story is not over. But it's no longer about me. Now, I would like to call out Kevin Owens. And he calls Kevin Owens down to the ring and he says, You know, Kevin, I tried to beat Roman Reigns. I couldn't do it. You tried to beat Roman Reigns. You also couldn't do it. But maybe if the two of us teamed up together, we could take out this bloodline. Kevin Owens says, Brother, I don't need an apology. I don't need gratitude. Dude, I got killed at the at the, at the Royal Rumble, and you were standing there, and you just let it happen. And, you know, I didn't go out there at Elimination Chamber. I didn't go out there to save you. I did that for me. I did that for my family. And, in fact, I also did that for your family because I didn't want your family sitting there watching while you got killed by these guys. He says, if you want help against the bloodline, I got a great idea. Why don't you just ask your buddy, Jay? And he walks out, and people boo. Poor Sami Zayn's so sad. And as he goes to leave, he gets jumped by, of all people, Baron Corbin. They have a nine-minute Baron Corbin-Sami Zayn match where Baron Corbin, you know, he beat the hell out of him, but he also, like, grabbed his chin and held him there on the mat for a while. And finally, Sammy makes somewhat of a comeback, gets hit with a a deep six. Corbin runs to the corner, and then Sammy zooms in, hits him with the kick, pins him. Sammy gets his win, and we wait to find out if Kevin Owens will team up with Sammy Zane and what's going on with his old Jey Uso situation here.
5: I think technically in that entire segment, there were two picture-in-pictures.
3: Yeah, they were, and they put Sammy in both of them to try to uh, keep the audience. Rhea and Dominic (laughs) did a promo. What's so funny? They did. Rhea and Dominic did a promo, and uh, they're going to be going to SmackDown on Friday because there's a face-to-face, and then Dom wants to see his deadbeat dad. We had Theory doing a promo, hyping up a match with John Cena, which is going to be taking place at WrestleMania. Then after all those weeks of, and I quote Dave Meltzer here, build we finally got Ali and Ziggler. <laughs> oh, the build they've had for this match! Let's beat both guys and make them look like total geeks. Then we'll have them wrestle each other, and you're you're gonna care, fans. Well, you know what? They didn't care. They went two minutes. Ali cradled him, pinned him, celebrated like he'd had the biggest win of his career. He's a heel. Because, you know, why wouldn't Ollie be a heel? And uh, that was the segment there. was not, it uh, didn't light my world on fire. Don't know about the rest of you guys. Ms. and Maurice do a promo. It's her nine year anniversary. Maurice has given him a mystery envelope, which he knows the contents of. It's the best gift he's ever gotten. He will reveal it next week on Ms. TV. I think she's pregnant. What do you think? What else would it be? What else could be such a great gift inside an envelope? The greatest gift he's ever uh, received, huh?
5: Well, it's got to be something that he can lose because that's what he does. So whatever this honor is, has got to blow up in his face somehow. So where is Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis?
3: It's going to blow up in his face when he finds out it's actually twins.
5: Or it's Dexter Loomis's. No, come on. They're not doing that.
3: Cody Rhodes comes down to the ring, and he's immediately interrupted by Paul Heyman, who's backstage in a neck brace with both belts. And he does this long promo, which, man, the fans were not into just sitting there waiting for this promo. He says, you know, you can't beat Roman Reigns. Think about what would happen if you won the title, he said. You'd be on the road like 320 days a year, just like your father. You'd never see your wife. You'd never see your child. Are you ready for that? And he says, you know, I'm not going to sit here and do a cheap heat line like on a cold winter's night. Roman Reigns would be there to keep your wife warm. He says, I'd never say something like that because, you know, Roman Reigns, he says, is a happily married man. But I'm not. And so Cody's like this disgusting man. He goes, Roman, don't ever send this guy again. He goes, we're going to be face-to-face here very soon. And when we are... I'm going to tell you to your face the same thing I'm going to say here. I am going to beat you for the undisputed title at WrestleMania. It's not a superheat segment, by the way. This was not a superheat segment.
5: Oh, well, it depends. We had asked. Depends on how heated you get, thinking about the thought of Brandy Rhodes back in the mix with Paul Heyman in the lead-up to WrestleMania.
3: She's going to be there, dude. It's inevitable. You know what needs to happen? You need to, you know who needs to get their revenge on Paul Heyman for this promo? Who? It's not Brandy. Dustin? It's their it's their dog. Oh uh, Pharaoh. Yeah. Pharaoh needs to go after old Paul Heyman and get revenge for the whole family. We had Oscar beating Nikki Cross, which was a good match because you know what, this Oscar? Let me tell you something. She's great. Although Nikki was was not in her uh You know, this was not the best work I've seen out of Nikki Cross. But Asuka looked great, submitted her. Then Bianca hit the ring. They had a stare down. And then Asuka starts... We're back to the goo. But this is on-purpose goo by Asuka. Blue goo. It used to be a sponsor. Maybe she's got Invisalign, and she just involuntarily drools here and there. She, That's look, the worst part of this something. thing.
5: Those are some white... Look, I it, what is it with WWE? Everybody has the whitest of white-ass teeth now. I noticed... I don't know if that what? was Roman Reigns. Uh, everybody has the whitest of white teeth.
3: Yeah, Roman's got beautiful faker teeth. There. Go with that mm. beautiful hair. We had Seth Rollins versus The Miz, which... Inexplicably, lasted eleven minutes, and uh, Miz ended up uh, getting curb stomped twice, and uh, uh, three times actually. And after the third one, the referee stopped the match. And uh, yeah, Miz, Miz now goes into Miz TV next week with uh, a massive head injury to open up this envelope, I guess.
5: <laughs> oh God, maybe that's going to be that's what he Lost the envelope, and he can't find where it is, and somebody else finds the envelope. I hope not. Oh no. I hope not.
3: We had Ding Dong Hello with Bailey, and she's there with Dakota and EO. They talk about beating everybody, including Becky. So Becky interrupts, and she comes down to the ring. She wants to tag titles. They go, you don't have a partner. You don't have any friends. And so who should come down to the ring but Lita? And they issue the challenge. And next week on this show, it is Dakota and EO versus Becky Lynch and Lita for the women's tag team titles they got six weeks, so there's a lot they have to do because, obviously, we've got Ronda and Shayna, who they're building up to a tag team title match. We also have, you know, Trish was backstage, and it a lot of people what? have suspected maybe, you know, all of, all of uh, damage control versus Lita, Becky, and Trish. You could do that at Mania. So we'll see where they go That's- in the next six weeks to set all of this up.
5: Her province... Why did they not use Tristratus? They couldn't come up with anything, and Tristratus said, I'm out of here.
3: You know, there's a lot of not being able to come up with anything in, in Canada, I've noticed of late. Bronson Reed beat Chad Gable in three minutes. Every now and then, I look at like the times of these matches, (laughs) and it's like, this match went three minutes because they had a really fun match, and not only did they do like a lot of cool stuff in this match, but you also had Maxine out there and Otis, and you did a whole thing between those two, and somehow they managed to fit all of this into three minutes and 15 seconds, which I don't know how they did it, but they did,
5: and I liked it. You're way overrating it, but I'll say this, Chad Gable giving Bronson Reed that bridging back suplex was beautiful.
3: Yeah, they teased it, they teased it early and then he actually they teased, yeah, Gable hitting it on him yeah. and then he finally did it, it was awesome. So then we had uh, Elias in the ring and he wants to know who wants to walk with Elias. None of the fans do. And then out comes Lashley, he spears him, he he taps him out with the hurt lock and then he does a promo about how nobody and break the hurt lock not Brock Lesnar not Bray Wyatt oh, Bobby. and so it looks like oh. it looks like they're doing Lashley and Bray Wyatt bro you know <laughs> I, I, I come up with ideas all the time I don't get mad when they do different things except in this case Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy is dude that's a Wrestlemania main event any year any year I don't I'm not into this magic hullabaloo and all this other crap but that dude is a that is a dream match Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley against Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and they have taken that away from me for Brock Lesnar versus Omos and Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt infuriated infuriated And then Austin Theory beat Edge in the main event after Finn Balor interfered to set up whatever they're doing with Finn Balor and Edge at WrestleMania. And we'll be back with more after the break. Observer Live.
4: Stop overpaying and call
2: right now.
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295.
2: Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show,
3: Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Man. You know what's funny is like uh, it, it's actually almost ironic. It's like there are people, I was reading the chat during the break, you know how I am, and uh, and there's certain, like, there's no way that Rhea is winning. And, you know, you guys know, they say, that Cody's, you know, Roman could beat Cody. And listen, anything, anything can happen in WWE, as we've learned in the past. But the irony here is, what happened with Sammy? What happened with Sammy tells you that Cody is almost certainly beating Roman Reigns, and Rhea Ripley is almost certainly beating Charlotte because this is the direction that they're going. The direction they were going necessitated Sammy losing. If Sammy would have won, then you could make arguments that maybe they're going to change this WrestleMania direction. But in fact, the one thing that you can say about Hunter more than anything else is that he doesn't change his direction. He has his plan and he books towards that plan. And as we saw in Montreal, come hell or high water, he's sticking to his plan. So it's not, you know, Vince going to come in the day of the show and go, ah, you know, we're going to get more heat. We'll have Roman beat Cody and then Cody can win at SummerSlam. There's a direction they're going, there's a story they're telling, and that's the way it's going to go. It's like, people, people that don't like WWE want it both ways. Well, you know, they should have changed plans here. Ah, whatever. What am I wasting my time for? I got whales to watch.
5: I was going to say, right, it's 11 o'clock in the morning over there. Go enjoy yourself. You're on vacation. Yeah, it is 11
3: a.m. Holy smokes. Well, I'll enjoy myself till I have to watch that retro whatever show before WrestleMania 10. I'll do that show tonight. Brian, Vinny, Granny, Craig, Sean. You know what we need is more people yelling into a mic on this channel. But anyway, we're out of here. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.